Chapter twenty four of the Filigree Ball by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Chapter twenty four Tantalizing Tactics. I made my way to the front door, but returned almost immediately drawing the major aside i whispered a request which led to a certain small article being passed over to me after which i sauntered out on the stoop just in time to encounter the spruce but irate figure of mr moore who had crossed from the opposite side ah said i good morning and made him my most deferential bow he glared and rudge glared from his place on the farther curb evidently the police were not in favour with the occupants of the cottage that morning when is this to cease he curtly demanded when are these early morning trespasses upon an honest citizen's property coming to an end i wake with a light heart expecting that my house which is certainly as much mine as is any man's in washington would be handed over this very day for my habitation when what do i see one police officer leaving the front door and another sunning himself in the vestibule how many more of you are within i do not presume to ask some half-dozen no doubt and not one of you smart enough to wind up this matter and have done with it oh i don't know about that i drawled and looked very wise his curiosity was aroused anything new he snapped possibly i returned in a way to exasperate a saint he stepped on the porch beside me i was too abstracted to notice i was engaged in eyeing rudge do you know said i after an instant of what i meant should be one of uncomfortable suspense on his part that i have a greater respect than ever for that animal of yours since learning the very good reason he has for refusing to cross the street huh what's that he asked with a quick look behind him at the watchful brute straining toward him with nose over the gutter he sees farther than we can his eyes penetrate walls and partitions i remarked then carelessly and with the calm drawing forth of a folded bit of paper which i held out toward him i added by the way here's something of yours his hand rose instinctively to take it then dropped i don't know what you mean he remarked you have nothing of mine no then john judson moore had another brother and i thrust the paper back into my pocket he followed it with his eye it was the memorandum i had found in the old book of memoirs plucked from the library shelf within 
and he recognized it for his and saw that i did also but he failed to show the white feather you are good at ransacking he observed pity that it cannot be done to more purpose i smiled and made a fresh start with my hand thrust again into my pocket i remarked without even so much as a glance at him i fear that you do some injustice to the police we are not such bad fellows neither do we waste as much time as you seem to think and drawing out my hand with the little filigree ball in it i whirled the letter innocently round and round on my finger as it flashed under his eye i cast him a penetrating look he tried to carry the moment off successfully i will give him so much credit but it was asking too much of his curiosity and there was no mistaking the eager glitter which lighted his glance as he saw within his reach this article which a moment before he had probably regarded as lost forever for instance i went on watching him furtively though quite sure from his very first look that he knew no more now of the secret of this little ball than he knew when he jotted down the memorandum i had just pocketed before his eyes a little thing such a little thing as this i repeated giving the bauble another twist may lead to discoveries such as no common search would yield in years i do not say that it has but such a thing is possible you know who better my nonchalance was too much for him he surveyed me with covert dislike and dryly observed your opportunities have exceeded mine even with my own effects that pretty trinket which you have presumed to flaunt in my face and of whose value i am the worst judge in the world since i have never had it in my hand descended to me with the rest of mrs jeffrey's property your conduct therefore strikes me in the light of an impertinence especially as no one could be supposed to have more interest than myself in what has been for many years recognized as a family talisman ah i remarked you own to the memorandum then it was made on the spot but without the benefit of the talisman i own to nothing he snapped then realizing that denial in this regard was fatal he added more genially what do you mean by memorandum if you mean that recapitulation of old-time mysteries and their accompanying features with which i once whiled away an idle hour i own to it of course why shouldn't i it is only a proof of my curiosity in regard to this old mystery which every member of my family must feel that curiosity has not been appeased if it would not be indiscreet on your part may i now ask if you have found out what that little golden ball of mine which you sport so freely before my eyes is to be used in connection with 
read the papers i said read to-morrow's papers mr moore or better still to-night's perhaps they will inform you he was as angry as i had expected him to be but as this ire proved conclusively that his strongest emotion had been curiosity rather than fear i felt assured of my ground and turned to re-enter the house mr moore did not accompany me the major was standing in the hall the others had evidently retreated to the parlour the man opposite knows what he knows said i but this does not include the facts concerning the picture in the southwest chamber or the devilish mechanism you are sure as positive as one of my inexperience can be but major i am equally positive that he knows more than he should of mrs jeffrey's death i am even ready to state that in my belief he was in the house when it occurred has he acknowledged this not at all then what are your reasons for this belief there are many will you state them gladly if you will pardon the presumption some of my conclusions cannot be new to you the truth is that i have possibly seen more of this old man than my duty warranted and i feel quite ready to declare that he knows more of what has taken place in this house than he is ready to avow i am sure that he has often visited it in secret and knows about a certain broken window as well as we do i am also sure that he was here on the night of mrs jeffrey's suicide he was too little surprised when i informed him of what had happened not to have had some secret inkling of it beforehand even if we had not the testimony of the lighted candle and the book he so hurriedly replaced besides he is not the man to drag himself out at night for so simple a cause as the one which he endeavoured to impose upon us he knew what we should find in this house very good if mr jeffrey's present explanations are true these deductions of yours are probably correct but mr moore's denial has been positive i fear that it will turn out a mere question of veracity not necessarily i returned i think i see a way of forcing this man to acknowledge that he was in or about this house on that fatal night you do yes sir i do not want to boast and i should be glad if you did not oblige me to confide to you the means by which i hope to bring this out only give me leave to insert an advertisement in both evening and morning papers and in two days i will report failure or success the major eyed me with an interest that made my heart thrill then he quickly said you have earned the privilege i will give you two days at this moment durbin reappeared as i heard his knock and turned to open the door for him i cast the major an entreating if not eloquent look 
he smiled and waved his hand with friendly assurance the state of feeling between durbin and myself was evidently well known to him my enemy entered with a jaunty air which changed ever so slightly when he saw me in close conference with the superintendent he had the book in his pocket taking it out he handed it to the major with this remark you won't find anything there the gent's been fooling you the major opened the book shook it looked under the cover found nothing and crossed hastily to the drawing-room we as hastily followed him the district attorney was talking with miss tuttle mr jeffrey was nervously pacing the floor the latter stopped as we all entered and his eyes flashed to the book let me take it said he it is absolutely empty remarked the major the letter has been abstracted probably without your knowledge i do not think so was mr jeffrey's unexpected retort do you suppose that i would entrust a secret for the preservation of which i was ready to risk life and honour to the open pages of a book when i found myself threatened with all sorts of visits from the police and realized that at any moment my effects might be ransacked i sought a hiding-place for this letter which no man without superhuman insight could discover look and pulling off the outside wrapper he inserted the point of his penknife under the edge of the paper lining the inside cover and ripped it off with a jerk i pasted this here myself he cried and showed us where between this paper and the boards in a place thinned out to hold it there lay a number of folded sheets which with a deep sigh he handed over to the major's inspection as he did so he remarked i had rather have died any natural death than have had my miserable wife's secret known but since the crime has come to light this story of her sin and her repentance may serve in some slight degree to mitigate public opinion she was sorely tempted and she succumbed the crime of her ancestors was in her blood he again walked off the major unfolded the sheets End of chapter twenty four